Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. Oppress. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. Alexa, what is the baddest podcast in the land? Here's Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. Season three of the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast is brought to you by Sumato Coffee. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners will receive a 20% discount on your order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit their website at www.sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people? And what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with our rawest opinion, while giving you the straight-up facts. That's right. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. On this episode, we pull back the curtain on navigating the toxicity of social media and much, much more. Press was popping, baby. Man, dude, I uh, got vacation vibes, Jules. I leave tomorrow. Nice. That's what's up, man. I didn't forget about what you asked for. I got you, though. I'm going to go out there on the, on the beach. I'm going to get a nice little photo of you at the ocean. And that way, like, mm. Jules, make sure you bring your ass here next year with press. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, like I said, like I said, man, I'm already packed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already packed, ready to go, man. I travel light, man. There you go. <laughs> Everything else going well, man? Oh, yes, sir, man. I'm mad, dude. I got, you know what I'm saying, my family coming in from uh, Memphis, my uncle, my aunt and stuff, and then my uh, other cousin from Mississippi coming in with him, too. So, because my my brother, yeah, you know, I told you my nephew, he had graduated from high school, so he yes, stayed throwing them a little uh, barbecue, and I've got family coming in, man. It's going to be good times, man. I'm, man, I'm so proud of my nephew, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be eating good. I'm off that day too. I'm off. So man, we we good, man. Nephew, uh, Uncle Prez is gonna have a little package for you, man. <laughs> so oh, I got man. something for you. Man, I'm so proud of him, man. He's he is so funny. He tra- he cracked me up every time I see him, man. He's talented, man. He know how to juggle and stuff like that. So I was like, hey man, you know any tricks and stuff? So he always showed me new tricks on juggling. He got pins and balls and stuff like that. He'd be juggling three and four, four things at a time and stuff. Man, hey, the boy, the boy's great. The boy is good, man. So I'm sitting up ways to try to make some money off of him. Hell yeah. So hey, so what's he doing uh for college? Yeah, he's going to govern a state. Okay. Cause like we said, Brad, we, we, we talked about the episode uh before about student loans. That's one of the things that they don't right now, they don't have the 
the money and stuff like that. And so, you know, but they do want to be in that education. So, so we definitely, so they, he's going there. So, and, and that was the thing I was curious about. I was wondering if, uh, if your brother was going to do the four year route right away, or if they would do two years home and then two years somewhere else. Cause what's he, what's he interested in studying when he goes away? You know what? I asked him, I said, Pierce, what you want to do, man? You know, yeah. in the future. And he was like, he want to be a, a video game designer. There you go. Shit, you know what? So it's I was like, of, okay. It's plenty of programs. So you know what you do? Get them two years out of the way now, right? Same, your brother, you know, and them uh, some money up front. On the back end, when he's ready to get in that video design program, he just only has those two years of school to pay for. So I think that's perfect. Yep. And it's a lot of money in that yep. shit, bro. A lot of money in that. Man, I told him, I said, cool. I said, that's what's up, man, because video games ain't going nowhere. They're just only, only going to get better. So, hey, man, if you get in that, oh, man, we good, man. Oh, oh, oh Uncle Jewel's going to be borrowing some loot from him, too. Pierce, this is this Uncle Press talking real quick. Now, for some reason, <laughs> you get a hold of one of them future Madden games, I need you to change the direction <laughs> the way the franchise is going. It's been bad, bro. So maybe you can go in Uh-oh. there and do something in the future. Man, Press, you said Madden, dude. I haven't played Madden since the damn Dreamcast or something. Oof! You Damn. telling your, you telling my age, Jules? Relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I went back, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I remember when that Dreamcast came out. We thought we was doing something. Then we. <laughs> oh man, boy! I used to get that. Uh, I used to get Dallas boy. I used to put. I put. I put Dion on offense and defense. And... <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> In the urban combo, oh, you know what I'm saying? With Troy, oh man, I couldn't tell me nothing. See, my t- my team was the Vikings. That go route to Randy Moss all day. Oh yeah, that's all day. That's all day right there. Yep. Boy, we over here telling our age, but Dreamcast it was a dope little system. And you probably got some. Sure you probably got some youngsters like, man, get y'all asses out of here. He said, if it ain't about <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation, we ain't trying to hear it. <laughs> man, if you can get it, man. Yeah, I told you, man. I, I was lucky enough to get that PlayStation 5 and only played that shit once, bro. Only played it once. Man, you know, Mike, he's still looking for it. He, he gave up. He said, whenever whenever it's out. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. You know, one thing, I'm, I want to go back to your to your nephew real quick with, with Peter. He wants to design video games. Remember, we was coming up. I don't know if your your mom or your, you know, your grandparents would say this to you, but my mom and grandma would always say, boy, get out of them video games. You ain't going to make no money playing them video games. And I always joke with my mom now. I'm like, you know what? You had no vision, mom. Because if you would encourage me <laughs> to play more of them video games, I'd be one of them YouTubers out here playing Twitch, yep. playing playing games for, for money and shit. It's, millionaire, it's millionaires Man. now on video games now. So who would thought? I don't know. Definitely not who my mother or my grandmother. Right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, they get tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, this big business. Man, it's, I mean, it's being not business. I mean, now if you can get just a little piece of it, man, you good. Well, you remember your boy uh, Q from uh from Oh Peter? yeah, yeah, yep. He a big yep. gamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably have to reach out to him and see if uh he got any um information on getting started and stuff. Man, he might be a good person to talk to. Yeah, I think that would be a really good person for your nephew mm-hmm. to talk to for sure. If anything, shit, it would be a, just a good opportunity for him to kind of give him an idea of what he can expect. You know. Yep. Well, that's cool, man. Well, again, congratulations to Pierce. Uncle Perez got a little something for him. I'll make sure that I mean, I'm going to send that to man. you and then you can take care of it from there. Man, appreciate you, man. And dude, enjoy yourself, man. Have a safe trip and stuff, man. And don't get that picture. 
I got you. Trust me. I got you. I got you. But man, let's get into the show. So last week's episode, you brought up something about some women bringing in some outside food into the movie theater. (laughs) They brought in some Harold's chicken for ladies and gentlemen, fried chicken with mouth sauce. These women snuck this into the movie theater. So Jules and audience, (laughs) bear and foul on these women bringing fried chicken Uh. into a movie theater. <laughs> While other people were trying to watch a movie, fair or foul, man, friends. I don't know if I can use one or the other. I would say both. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a, it was fair because it was like dad because I wanted some, but it was foul because hell, I didn't have any. So it was like, <laughs> man, that damn boy, that smell, that mouth sauce on that chicken was smelling good. Ooh, wee. And I'm just sitting there just looking. I ain't even paying attention to that movie, man. Looking, I wish I had some wings now. All right, if I had to pick one, it's foul because I didn't have one. And she was the only one that had it. And I was uh-huh. like, hey. So it was foul for me, man. No, yeah, I'm, I'm calling foul on that one, too. I'm just going to say this, Jules. Okay. And the audience, he told us what movie theater it was. This is a movie theater that I went to a lot when I was coming up. And so I'm used to shenanigans at this place. So I wasn't surprised when Jules said, hey, somebody brought in some heralds over there. So anyway. The young lady or whoever you are out there, you are way foul for doing that. Come on now. First of all, I love Harold's. I want that to be put out there for the record. We've talked about Harold's chicken on this podcast a lot. Oh, yeah. But I ain't trying to smell no fried chicken and mouth sauce for 90 minutes during a movie. Come on. Come on. That's, that's foul because that's inconsiderate to the people around you, first and foremost. Secondly, that made me hungry as a motherfucker, man, because I'm in there eating on popcorn and you eating over on a six-piece. Right. Some mild sauce, some fries. Come on, shorty. That ain't cool. Hey, you know what? What you said right there, I was like that too. Sit up there on a box of popcorn or some, or some candy and, or somebody <laughs> got a meal over there. Mm-hmm. I, I, know how you are. I know how you are with that candy. You was eating that candy aggressively, weren't you? Man. I wish <laughs> I was smacking too. I wish I was smacking on that chicken. <laughs> you know what would have made it even more foul? If she had some hot sauce on that chicken. Oh, Hopefully it was just dude. mild sauce. Yeah, right. And don't forget, she'll bring out a bottle of own Louisiana. Oh, my God. I'm like, God. man, now this is just off This is just off the chain, yeah. Now, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, you off the chain. <laughs> but I'll say this for our audience. I want you guys to, to hear me, hear me out. I'm not against people bringing outside food or drinking to the movie theaters. I've done it uh-huh. in the past, and I shit, I still do. But right. I do it discreetly. So if I'm over here sipping on a little something, something, I'm not doing it where people can smell what I'm doing or... Or they know what I'm doing. This woman over here with this, this chicken is like, come on now. Like, think about the people around you. We talked about that earlier on the last episode. Sometimes we mm-hmm. got to think about other folks when we're doing things out here in these streets. That's like when you get on the airplane. Now, there's times that I got picked up some food at the, at the terminal. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to eat this on the plane. Then I realize, oh, shit, I got onions on this thing. Man. It's going to fucking stink up on this damn plane. Oh, man. Okay. So, so then, you know, you you gradually, like, let the, the sandwich air out before you just pull it out of the bag. So it's just certain things you do so that way you're not a nuisance yeah. to other people around you. You know what I mean? <laughs> they looking at you like, good, like, like, I expected this black ass be over there eating some grilled up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh damn. All right, let's get into some man. of these mailbag questions, Jules. Let's get okay. into them. Ooh. So the first one came over from Eleanor from Rogers Park here in Chicago. Shout out to okay. you, Eleanor. And her question was, who is your favorite comedian and why? 
Oh, man. It was hard for me. I saw this question. I was like, damn, Illinois, why did you have to to ask this? But doing some thinking, I go back to Eddie Murphy. Early Eddie Murphy from Saturday Night Live. Okay. Yeah, because, dude, them skits, their prayers, if you can remember. Oh, hell yeah. Man, he played some characters, man. Who's your favorite? I like Mr. Roberts' Neighborhood. Oh, yeah, Mr. Oh, man. You know what? He had a... I love the James impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting hot tub. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Man, Eddie Murphy single-handedly saved SNL, dude. He He came on the scene and just... Man. And then it also, he, you know what I'm saying? Of course, big time now, man. But them early movies, man, Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2. Nah, the third one, yeah. man. 1 and 2. 48 Hours, the first one. Dude, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy was a genius, a talent, man. That dude is funny. Man. And don't forget about Coming to America, the original. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Prince. Coming to America and The Golden Child. Yep, I said it. Oh, oh. <laughs> He knows that I do not like that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a reference to season one, audience. That's a reference to season one. (laughs) I said it, Press. Well played. Well played, sir. Well, nothing golden about that shit. But um, I got the (laughs) girls. Eleanor, as Jules mentioned, this was a tough one for me. And and shout out to that Andy Murphy one. That was dope. Andy Murphy is a goat in in the comedy game. I would say, though, the reason why this one was tough for me is because you got to think there's so many great comedians out there. And I have to do a, a shameless plug here. I was mm. related to Bernie Mac. And to me, mm. when I think of comedians, I mean, he's one of the funniest people, not only that I've met, oh. but just one of the funniest people in general. But mm. I still think there's a lot of cats out there that still are beasts in this comedy game. Eddie Murphy, one of them, that Jules brought up. Richard Pryor, he's somebody that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. That was somebody that my grandmother mm-hmm. and my mom loved. They would they would play his um his his comedy routines on vinyl, and yep. he would just do these live shows. He had this one called Mudbone, one of the funniest things I've fucking heard in my life. I mean, he went in, and he you know he had a crude comedy style, but it worked. He didn't like he wasn't crude just for the sake of being crude. He told stories, and they all blended in. So his comedy style for me was in your face. And it was really, really interesting. I listened to a ton of his work over the years. Really, really great comedian. So when I think of like all the people that I like, I'm like, okay, Richard, Bernie, Eddie. Damn, so many of them. But if you want to know my favorite, favorite comedian, I'm going with Dave Chappelle. Mm, Yes. And the reason why I go with him is I just love how he not only reinvented himself, that sketch comedy that he did on Comedy Central, that changed the, 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 the game for just how comedy was just put into the mainstream. That Dave Chappelle show is going to go down in history. Just one of the oh, best yeah. shows, I think, ever. And I know Key and Peele, they tried to do their little thing. And I'm not disrespect brothers that are out here trying to do stuff, but the Chappelle show, one of a kind, can't be duplicated. Yeah, that Chappelle show, I still, it came on last night. Which one was so, <laughs> so I watched the one with the real world, the real uh, world. Your boy Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The making band. I'm sorry. Yeah, the making the band. Uh, man, I forgot the three different Daves. When they come on, I can watch it, and it's like what seeing it for the first time, dude. Oh yeah, you don't turn it off. Nope. Speaking of which, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring those on my vacation. So at nighttime, after I'm kicking back somewhere, I'm gonna have some Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's a good idea, Jules. dude. Which, hey man, which what is? I know this is gonna be rough. 
But what is your favorite skit, dude? It was the the black white supremacists. One of my oh, favorites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Bigsby, Bigsby. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> dude, that one right there. Oh man, is ahead of his time, man. Man, Dave was a fool, boy. <laughs> boy, Bigsby, that's a good one. But man, hey. Those Charlie Murphy stories, it, this right here goes down, boy, right here. Like, it, mm-hmm. he changed the game with this. He sure did. I, I'll never forget that with the prince when he was like, game, blouses. <laughs> and also, the, the Rick James. That was a hilarious Oh, one yeah. Hey, rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. You ain't kidding, man. Rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. But, man, he left his legacy there. Man, that was fun, eh? Yes, sir. So, audience... That was a dope-ass question. Eleanor, thank you for taking us down that stroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so the next one comes over from Kimberly. She lives in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Shout out to you, Kimberly. She All wanted right, to man. know, what's the best concert that you've been to? Oh, man. You know what? I haven't been to any concerts in a long time. Press, I'm a refresher memory. Okay. The last concert I went to, we saw a music soul child. Damn, that was way back then. Dude. At the House of Blues. Yes, sir. And wow. But I and I I'm kicking myself in the butt because I'm a big Prince fan. Now my wife was fortunate to see Prince in concert, and he she said he is amazing. Yes, sir. And just I did not know things, life, what happened, where he is gone. And I got to do more on going out there and seeing these artists while they're around and here and stuff like that and enjoy them in person. Damn, dude, that, that was a stroll back through memories past, man. That, that music soldier, that was a dope-ass show, by the way. Yeah. Real dope show. And mm-hmm. I, you know what? I like the House of Blues. That's a really cool venue, man, where you can see artists because you feel like you're, like, right there. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. It's not too far. It's a good intimate-type setting and stuff, and you got the artists right there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, dude. That's the... Man, I know you was like, damn. Yeah, yeah I'm so like, I'm, I'm long overdue. Bro, that was at least, I'm just thinking about in my head, not to date ourselves, but at least 20 years ago. hmm At least. <laughs> yes, yes, fans, I, I know. I'll, I'll get it together. <laughs> Listen, I already know what I'm getting this guy for Christmas. My Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. Well, so I, I am going to take this one. I got you, Jules. So, for me, okay. it was the uh, Jay-Z Eminem concert. It was in Detroit. Well, this was like probably back like 2000, I want to say at least 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. And Eminem, he shut that entire arena down. I mean, you guys all know he's from the D. And when you talk about an artist represented for his city, Eminem did that in insult. And I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, but I'm going to tell you in that moment, that was the Eminem show. (laughs) <laughs> so okay. that was one of the dopest concerts that I've been to and uh, I had a really good time there I even got to meet uh, Sway from MTV he was sitting a few, few rows in oh, front of me good. yeah so he was cool and I'm glad he wasn't sitting right in front of me because you know he got that all that damn hair I wouldn't have been able to see the shit uh-huh. but, but no he was over two two rows up and to the left man but he was cool as hell man he took a picture with us and everything but that was a really dope show also the Jay-Z and R. Kelly concert, but I don't want to talk about that one too much, but that was also a good show. Oh. But yeah. Okay. It was a good one there, man. Oh, yeah. That was that was the show that uh, that kills. He showed up two, two hours late because they said this man was at McDonald's uh, serving people at the drive-thru while he had a concert going on, but 
I'll digress on that one. Oh man, Tails. I know that Renegade man. I know. I know that was banging Ooh. when they when they played that one. When they Ooh. did that one, because that track is hot, man. Listen, when that one, when they did that one, when uh, when Jay started it off and M came on there and finished it off. Oh, mm-hmm. listen. If there would have been a, a roof on that stadium, it would have got blown off. Like it, you couldn't hear anything. Man, you got me smiling just thinking about it, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, that's what's up, man. Listen, when I think sometimes, Jules, and I think about, you know, when I go through some tough times in, 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 in life, and, you know, we all have those moments where you're just, like, feeling a little down. It's important to think about moments like what you just basically made me think about. Because there have been some really good times in life. And I think that a lot of us need to sometimes think about some of the things that we've been fortunate enough to do or to witness. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's not as bad as sometimes we make things out to be. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree with you. All right, Jules. So the next one comes over from Carlos from Detroit, Michigan. So we just talked about Detroit. Now we got somebody from Detroit with a question. All right. So Carlos wants to know. <laughs> he kind of got at us a little bit. He said, why do you all hate on today's music so much? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Carlos, you might you must like that ratchet music, man. Carlos, <laughs> uh, <laughs> check yes. <laughs> You know what, Carlos? To be fair, I don't hate all of it. I don't say I hate it. It's just, it's not my style. If present I on this on these episodes kind of tell I hate a little bit about saying it, but I'm still, I'm still loving, I'm still bumping the old school stuff. Hell, you hear me. I've been in the weight room sometime at the job and I get the Isley's on. Ooh. So I'm just I'm just that type of cat. Now, the new stuff, I ain't going to lie to you. I like me some Mingos. I like some Baby and stuff like that and Future and stuff. So I will listen to some of them when it, when it's needed in the weight room because there's they some banging type type joints there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But if I'm just cruising or just listening to something off just, just GP, it'll be mostly some old school stuff. So, so Carlos, you probably think that we're hating. We're not hating. What we want you and other listeners is to upgrade your listening experience. So, Carlos, hit me up directly, man. I'm going to send you... An album. This is going to be on the house. This is going to be on Pulling Back the Curtain. I'm going to send you an album that's going to change your mentality on the old school. Because I listen to 90s R&B. I listen to 2000s rap, right? Uh So for me, I don't hate on the new school music. I'm just saying that it's not going to be my first thing that I'm going to fire up. So if I'm in the gym getting a workout on, I got a playlist that's going to be DMX. It's going to be Tupac. It's going to have some Trick Daddy on that joint. It's going to have some Eminem. It's going to have some Jay-Z. It's going to have some Dr. Dre, Snoop, Nelly. All those type of people are going to be on that playlist. Now, Jules brought up a point earlier about Migos, right? Now, depending on my mood and where I'm at, that might be on the menu. Right. But it's just not going to be my first choice. So I I, I don't disrespect our music right now, but I just think that my music is better. I still rock with my Kanye. I still rock with my Mm Jay-Z, right? Mm-hmm. Little Wayne, right? Yep. So that's just where I'm at, you know. And I'll let y'all have Drake. Oh, damn. <laughs> and hey, Drake and Drake is cool too. And he dope too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. I just think it's probably just because I'm an old head now. I just like what I like. But I still, you know, I pay homage to the to the new cast. But I'm just gonna say some of y'all stuff though that y'all be playing. Like, you know, I I'll have like the, the kids that that um that that we mentor, and they'll be like, hey. Check out this. Have you heard this new track? And they, I think they do this on purpose because they like to see the look on my face. 
And so they'll play something, and after like five seconds, I'm already like waving my hand, like, man, turn that shit off. I don't, I don't want to hear that. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm not doing none of the shit that they're talking about doing. No, I'm good. I'm good. But no, so I don't know, Carlos. So I got something for you. Hit up the inbox, and I'm going to send you an album on the house. And then right. you can let me know what you think about it. And just know we're not haters, but we just keep it a buck on this show. So, but thank you very mm-hmm. much for the question. Yeah, see? Thanks, man. See? Hater wouldn't give you a free album for you to check out. Right. All right. The last question comes over from Elizabeth from Spanish Lake, Missouri. Okay. And she wanted to know, what is your deal breaker to end a friendship? So, Ooh. Elizabeth, you you got deep on this one. Oh, man. Elizabeth? Dang. Be careful out there, Elizabeth, if you haven't been vaccinated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, be careful. Uh, Elizabeth, when you, when, hey, thank you for the question, man. It is right here is uh, is very good because friendship, I take very seriously. Prez, you know, I have a very, very small circle. Yep. I have a small circle. You pretty much is not even friendship. It's family. It's family. That's right. It's family. A deal breaker for us friendship is somebody who's not honest. Somebody who backstab, who's the, who talk about you don't have your best interest. Now, if I'm out here, if I'm bogus, I want somebody to tell me, hey, I'm doing bogus. Or if I'm doing good, I don't want nobody being jealous because I'm doing good. Mm. You know, a friendship, a real friend will be, will let you know when you're doing wrong and congratulate you when you're doing right. You know what I'm saying? Always look out for you and stuff. So if you don't get my best interest or my family and stuff like that, then I I, I, I can't do nothing for you. I mean, that's, that's short and to the point. And I, I agree with that 100%. Elizabeth, for me, I see things the same way that Jules sees them. I don't even consider the people that are in my circle to be my friends. I mean, you see Jules is talking about his nephew. I'm mm-hmm. already getting him something mm-hmm. off GP because that's just what we do, right? So that's family mm-hmm. to me. You know what I'm saying? His family is my family. And the people that are fortunate enough to be within that circle of mine, that's how it is. And I love the way he said that if he's out here being bogus, or in my case, if I'm out here being bogus, I think a true brother is somebody that can pull you to the side and say, hey, man, Hey, I love you, man, but I don't like how you move. And you don't take that no kind of way because you know where it's coming from. So I would say for me, I haven't had a whole lot of friendships come to an end because I think for me, once I bring you into the fold like that, you have made it through all the different various, (laughs) the different paths and, and the different rough patches because you know how things happen in life. You know, you go through things and the real ones make it through all those rough patches. So I would say for me, when I think about the few people that I, I could probably look at in that situation, I think loyalty comes to mind. People that play both sides. I think that when it's family, you don't play both sides. You either there with the person or you're not. And um, I think the last thing for me too is people to put other people down. There's a lot of people out here that I've seen, and I think it's probably just because they have low self-esteem or they probably don't value their own worth, but it's really easy for them to sit and tear other people down. And I always you know, tell you, you guys, the audience on this show that, we're not going to be a part of that type of problem out here. We're going to call things as we see them, but I ain't about to be out here tearing another brother down behind his back. If I got something for you, and Jules, you know this about me, I'm bringing it to the source because if we're stronger together than we are apart. So when I look at this right. question, Elizabeth, I mean, that's the all I got for you. I don't want to beat a dead horse on this one, but loyalty is everything to me when it comes to a brotherhood. All right, second. 
Oh man, let's get into this episode here, man. This was one that I was been very excited about chopping it up with you on, Jules, and it's social media. Now, this is something that over the course of these episodes that we've done on this show, we've kind of piped in with a couple of our opinions when it comes to social media. And we've had some audience people say, why don't you guys do a whole episode on on your thoughts on social media and how toxic it can be? I'm just going to say this. It may be hard for us to remember sometimes, but... I remember when social media kind of became real popular about maybe 15 years ago. So at least that's when I kind of got into it. And the original purpose for me, why I got on like Facebook and stuff was because it helped me connect with people. We talked about people that you hadn't talked to since high school. So you're able to connect with them. Right. In some cases, uh-huh. dude, I even was able to connect with family that I even know existed. Right. So it was like, it was bringing me towards people that I didn't really know. So in its original intent, social media was dope. But then we've seen over the years, bro, and I don't know what's changed. Maybe it's just the world. Maybe just people have changed their mentality and stuff. But things have become very toxic, very negative. And it's gone away from a place where people would share stories, listen to other people's experiences and build a community to now where people are just like hating on one another. Uh, People are like looking at what you're doing and, and jealous of you instead of like being happy for what you have going on. It's just a lot of that. I remember. People that I knew when I first got on social media, one of my really good classmates from grammar school, his name is Rudolph, he's an artist. And I remember he used to always post a lot of his work on on Facebook. And I would always share that stuff with people that I was connected with. Because I was like, dude, he does really dope work. Man, he's a positive brother that's out here trying to do something. Cool, I got you. But now when I look at today's times, there's people out here like us that content create. And we're out here putting out positive messages for the people. And you don't see a lot of people saying, hey, you know what, Prince or Jules? Hey, man, I wanna, I'm going to pub y'all. Or, you know what? I shared you guys' most recent episode. People don't do that. So what I've noticed is, Jules, there's been a shift between people that want to help people elevate. And it's been more of a, oh, okay, well, you think you the shit because you over here podcasting and doing this and doing that. And I'm not even going I'm not, I'm not to listen to your shit, but I'm not even going to share it with anybody else, too. So now we're seeing where it's becoming toxic, where you're seeing the jealousy, we're seeing like the bad behaviors, you're seeing people fighting. And so I wanted to get your point on it, Jules, of why do you think we've seen this shift from people trying to help and build with one another to now this outright just toxicity of people just like kind of like hating on the, one, the next person and wanting to fight and wanting to be about drama and petty shit? I was at work one day and I had to do a hospital detail. Somebody, uh, something happened. So we had to send this prisoner. You know, we're there, so we're talking to the guy and stuff like that. And, you know, he's telling us his story and stuff. And I always like to talk to people. And I ask him, man, what is going on out here? You know, he's a young cat. And he said, social media. He said, social media. He said, that is the problem. I was sitting up there like, well, you're right. Because faith come by hearing and, 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 and seeing and it's repetition and stuff. So when people put this, this stuff out there on their social media, you're constantly seeing this. You constantly seeing this and you playing this. So for me, why is this media became so toxic? Because the people are the environment, the world is toxic. Some of it, some of the environment is toxic. Make some of these people toxic, and they just keep it on. Misery loves company, and it's like this right here is sickening because it's like, let's say people out here, do, uh, you got cats on the on the block that's shooting a video. You know, say you got guns in this video and stuff like that. You get people disrespecting somebody else's set. And this contribute to the violence. 
And, but the only reason why it's out there because they put it on these these media platforms. Now, Prez, hey, you, you got to help me, man, because I'm not too techno savvy. I don't have a lot of social media thing. I only have Facebook because okay. of the because of this reason. I don't want I want I don't want to see it, the drama and stuff. I have it enough at work. Mm. It's supposed to be used for for good, like you said, Prez, to connect with friends, family, show pictures. I know you got people on the other side of the globe here, and let's say you have a baby or something happened new, you bought a new car, wherever the case may be, to celebrate. And mm-hmm. we were talking about friendship and stuff like that. Those are the things we talk. Hey, listen, you're happy because that person, your family, your friend, whoever there, is happy, and he's celebrating something that he did or accomplished, and you put it out there. That's what social media was all about. Then people then switched it and made it about about other stuff. Yep. I mean, you see people over here getting beat up because of some somebody posted. I mean, dude, it's cats out here game banging on social media, right? They post the videos. Right now, two days later, that person's getting retaliated against, or not, right. or not only just them, their damn family. And it's because of this damn social media. You know what it is, Jules? To me, it's the clout. People do anything in this world right now for likes and for attention. And it's, mm. and it's sad that it's this generation that came after us. So a lot of times I'll sit down with the, with the shorties, man, and I'm like, hey, why do you guys, what do you, what is one thing you enjoy about social media? And you, you can guess the responses that come back, Jules. They'll say, girls, the attention, the likes, okay. or the number of followers that I got. So I say, okay. I ask the question in general. Who's got the most followers? And they start throwing out their numbers. One kid's like, I got 8,000 followers on Instagram. Kid's 18 years old. I'm like, Damn, I said, what you invent? And I'm being funny. And he's like, oh, I, I didn't invent anything, sir. I'm like, how you got 8,000 followers and you 17? What you doing? Mm-hmm. And then he started showing me the stuff that he was posting. And I was like, now I see why you got 8,000 followers. Because all the stuff that he's posting, he's out there, you know, and I don't want to put nobody on blast, but it's right, things right. that I don't necessarily think that he should be doing at his age. Uh-huh. And so negativity besets more negativity. And so a lot of times these kids not necessarily might not even be about that type of lifestyle, but they know certain things in this world are glorified and certain things in this world, if it's positive, it's not going to get the same type of uh, attention. There's some negative bullshit that's going on. And that's one of the things about social media that I don't enjoy because it's gone away from the fact of celebrated people getting married, celebrated people that bought a home, right. celebrated people that are vacationing and living their best life. So now it's destruction and, and people trying to put somebody on blast for for likes and attention like come on man what what happened to us well when did we get to a point where it's cool to sit here and try to air somebody out and try to throw them under the bus if you got a disagreement with somebody jules i don't think the first place that i'm running to is social media i'm not running to nowhere except for the source of where i have the issue with well you know what Pres? you hit a, you hit something on the head there now something happened the first thing to go in to go into social media mm-hmm. and then what happened they get so much falling. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I'm saying? Now it's, it get from this many likes, then you're getting so much more. Now you're getting, now you get notoriety. Now you're getting people seeing and this and that. And now there's GoFundMe and stuff. GoFundMe, when stuff happened, and it's like, and then the people who's getting to GoFundMe, getting them funds, are doing something else with it. Don't even get me started on that social begging, Jules. I, it, it, right. And it and it's, it's irked me because it's like, no, nah, man, come on, man. This is, I understand something happened where you're disabled, you can't support, or you can't pay your doctor bill, or you, or you get kids and you lost a job, something like that. If you want to go fund, cool. Or you're trying to get school supplies or something that you that that you that you really need. But people get to go fund me because they're out there doing bogus and something happened, mm-hmm. and then they feel like the victim. And it's like, 
you know, I need to go fuck who, who can help me out in this. And, and it's like, come on, man. Come on. Right. Now, now, now this is just, this right here is just, it's just messed up and I don't like it. Also, too, let's think about this. Let's 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 pull back the curtain real quick, Jules. Now, you talked about your, your nephew in high school. Now, mm-hmm. that's the, the age group of the kids that I work with in, in one of the programs that I'm affiliated with. And the type of stuff that these kids, not the ones that are out here telling you that they got the 8,000 followers, but then I didn't talk about the, the other snapshot of the kids that aren't very popular. And they're the ones that get treated and, and, and joked on and, and bullied online. And no one talks about the fact that these kids that people are sitting here clowning and making fun of. Now, it's one thing when we was in high school. If somebody got clowned on because they might have smelled like pee or their clothes games was bogus and this and that. Right. Okay, it was a joke amongst maybe 10 or 15 people. Now, what they do that kind of stuff, this is going out viral. Clowning somebody, taking a video of somebody, and they might not be at their best. That takes that whole bullying thing to the next level, Jules. And that's why, to me, oh, social yeah. media is not being used in the way that I think that it should be intended. Because now you got kids in these situations that, shit, what, what, how is their mental health? Do we know if these kids are suicidal? Because now they've been made fun of, not only with their school, but every school surrounding the schools in that, in that area. Like, that's a deeper level of bullying. I just think about that. So not only just the violence, but then the mental health aspect of how social media is so toxic. Yeah, because right there, you you elevated because, like you said, Prez, it go from a few cats heckling you to now, you get, hell, it goes out to different schools and different people seeing it, and it's like, hell, you could be in the store one day and somebody pointing at you like, hey, ain't you the boy, or that smell like pee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know this dude. Like, what the word? But it's messed up because it reaches far more people now. Right. And then, what, like you said, what it does, you know what I'm saying, mentally. Suicide rates could go up. Depression. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't want to go out, the, you know, don't want to go out the house. So you cause another, another thing that's going on on top of everything else. Now, one thing that I wanted to get your thoughts on, this is something that I thought about. So most interactions on social media, let's be honest, they're very quick, right? So there are certain instances where maybe intention or meaning on someone's posts wasn't necessarily clear to the person. Because maybe somebody glanced at it and maybe didn't really deep deep dive into what the person was trying to say. And so I think sometimes, in just my opinion, I think one way to kind of cut off some of the arguments that happen on social media is maybe you, when you read something, don't just immediately respond to everything you see. Because sometimes that shit can trigger arguments. And you you guys already know how I feel about this sort of thing. I am never going to sit here and go back and forth with somebody on social media. I got off of Facebook Mm-mm. in 2015. Haven't looked back. The only reason why I'm on social media now is for our podcast. And even that interaction is limited because there's sometimes with some people, I'm like, okay, y'all doing too much. Like, I'm out here enjoying my life. I'm about to be traveling tomorrow. I'm be going on another trip in another month. I don't have time to just be sitting on somebody's social media worried about what other people around me are doing. I'm too busy living. And so for me, when I look at social media, I'm using it to promote our podcast. I'm not out here worried about mm-hmm. what other people are doing. Now, if they're about positivity and they want to work with us and they want to build something with us, then I'm rocking with you. But if you want to tear down somebody else, then you got to keep that moving somewhere else. I'm not about that. I don't like that drama stuff, man. And then let's be honest, man. It's too, it's too much stuff going on in the world to keep talking about negative stuff, man. There's a lot of positive things that's going on out here that need to be elevated and exposed. And then maybe, just maybe, we can entice and attract more people to put out more positive thing and promote that. 
because there's no way it should not be where you get more followings because you're putting out something negative. That shouldn't go. But, but you, you know, know what? But you it know it what sells. It sells. Controversy it sells. sells. Drama yep. sells. Gossip sells. But mm-hmm. why is that the type of stuff that people flock to? Why aren't people more interested in building? That's what it just makes me realize in this world. Why is it not cool to try to build and develop your community? Why doesn't that get the same attention than who's sleeping with this person and what this person is wearing and, and this person shot at this person? That's the stuff that we're out here glorifying. But we're not talking about the stuff that actually matters. And that's a deeper issue. Yeah, you're right. Is it here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because such just as much energy you put in to this other stuff, you can easily put into that. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I mean, let's come on. Same thing. But so, I guess it's what it's, I guess it's just easier going going other route, I guess. It is. And just like some people will say, because I had people that hit us up and they were like, dude, we love you guys' platform. But they were like, hey, sometimes uh, I just listen to like Joe Budden, man, because like I like the toxic stuff. I like to hear the drama and the tea. And I said, yeah, but the drama and the tea gets people killed. I'm trying to help people live. Right. Right. So I appreciate I, what you're saying, but I can't I can't rock with that. You know what, Press, just as that person who said, like, listen to the toxic and stuff like that and if that's what you own, but at least balance yourself out. Personally, I listen to Fox News and, and CNN because mm-hmm. I need to balance out. Okay. One of them exposed a lot of things to the left. One exposed a lot of things to the right. I need to be balanced. So I listen to both. As the saying goes, we all got two wolves in us, a good and a bad one. You just got to feed the good one more. That's all. You got to feed the good one more. You feed yourself with more good, positive information. You know, I will tell you one thing, Jules. I used to be, I used to watch those networks a lot, man. But I just feel like, man, there's so much misinformation that, that, that the media puts out there that it's hard for me to even uh-huh. know who I could even, how I could even look at things. So, man, I try to like find like those more independent news sources, but I get your point. Your point is saying, hey, listen, it's okay that you want to listen to the Joe Button podcast, but then balance it out by listening to something else that's uplifting and building up your community. It don't have to all be all serious. It doesn't have to all be, you know, teamwork and this and that. Maybe you can listen to this other thing over here that's getting your jokes off. You can listen to this other podcast that's about sports. But I think in life, what it should be about in in general is people being well-rounded in the type of content that they Uh take in, but also well-rounded in your viewpoints in life, right? Because Jules and I, we don't see things the same way, but guess what? When we get on this damn show and we, we podcast, it's still a brotherhood, regardless of if he agrees or I agree or whatever. And I think that that's part of the problem with social media is that you got strangers that don't know one another that are judging someone because of a comment that somebody's making that you might have taken out of context. Or in the right. case with some people, Jules, that are just going on there just to be toxic, just to get attention, because if they're not causing controversy, no one really cares what they think or say anyway. So then you have that pocket of the people. So I think we need to stop giving an audience to people that don't offer value to us in general. If your only value is negativity, then I don't have time for you. Exactly. I just, I just don't. Exactly. Hell, there's too much out here. That's what I'm saying. I don't want any extra. No. <laughs> Listen, I, want- I, I, I hate to say this, but there's times when you can walk out your door and you can be greeted by negativity and toxicity. You think I want to sit on a on a social media platform and deal with more of that? No. Uh-uh. Shit, I'm with Jules. He over there listening to the Isley Brothers in the gym. He over there just trying to live his best life and be cool. And, and, I, and I respect that because what I took from that is like, look, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be me. 
And at the same time, I'm minding my business over here. And I think more of us need to do that. Mind your business out here. Stop arguing with people that you don't know. I don't give a damn what any stranger thinks about me on a social media platform. You don't know me. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The people that do know me, they know what it is. And the same thing with Jules. And nobody on no damn social media app going to tell me nothing about Jules that I'm going to sit here and run with and be like, oh, damn, he said that? He did that? He did what? Like, no, uh-uh. I'm like, no, I know this dude. So you ain't telling me nothing that I don't know. Like, and I've had that happen in the past, Jules. I've had people that they had conflict with another person that we knew mutually, and they sitting over here telling uh-huh. me, did you hear what such and such did? And this and that. And I'm like, why are you telling me all this? First and foremost, that's what I look at. Why are you volunteering information about somebody? I have my own interpretation of people. I don't need you throwing salt on somebody's name. No, nah, I get and that, you, man. And that happens a lot on social media, I noticed. And that was one of the reasons yeah. why I got off of it. <laughs> I feel on that one, man, man, because my brother actually, his wife and, and her and her girl kind of fell out. And so the friend put stuff on social media. And my wife's brother's like, I wonder if she's talking about me. Oh. And those, those things, you know, it's like the only problem with words that you're reading, you can't see the eyes and the face. They're just mm-hmm. words. You're reading it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes with some of these, you have to put some type of emoji or something on it, you know, because it's like, are, are you serious? Or what is this? Or it's kind of hard to uh, to kind of translate. If you're that type of person, you can easily think always the worst. Oh, I wonder what that person mean by that. Is she talking to me? Dad, I thought I was a friend or something like that. And now you, you can, there's conflict. Man, come on, man. Life is too short, man. It's It's a lot of beauty out here. The point that you make about the situation with those two friends that fell out, which I'm mm-hmm. sorry to hear that, but what I took from that is people making these subliminal shots online. A lot of times these conflicts can be eliminated by people just going to the source directly and, and not involving random people on the internet into some personal dispute that you have with another person. That's the thing that I just uh-huh. wonder, why do people do that? Why do you think that we care that you fell out with this person? Because we don't. Yeah. You know, you put your, your whole life on it is so everybody can read it. It's like, do you? I don't, I don't really care. I mean, it's your life. I feel the same way, bro. Also, and I talked about it earlier in this episode, I just think social media in this world in general would go a long way if people just went back to being who we were previously, right? So before the world itself got toxic, uh-huh. before social media got toxic, I would go to Facebook and it would be a fun place. I mean, honestly, bro, I was addicted to Facebook, man, when I first got on that. It was back back in 2011. I'd be on there. Every time I went somewhere, I'm checking in and I'm telling people I'm at this restaurant. Look at this dish that I'm having. I'm living my life on this vacation. I'm doing this. But people are hating on people. They would be like, oh, man, next time take me with and blah, blah, blah. But then over the years, Jules, that started to change. And I noticed when I started posting things, you started seeing people saying stuff like, must be nice. Uh Uh-huh. What the hell does that mean? Uh Uh-huh. That's that hate. Ain't no must be nice. I work my ass off. Ain't nobody giving me nothing. So it's work hard, play hard over here. Ain't nothing about that must be nice like somebody gave me something. But that's where it started. Then it's, oh, hmm, what you do for a living? You always going somewhere. You like, damn, it's bothering you? Why are you mad? (laughs) Right. Prayers, man, these are, unfortunately, the signs of the time, man. It's people just 
post things and you think you're going to get a, a nice reaction out of it. And, and you get people in there just just hating because of their situation. And instead of people be like, you know what, I'm happy for this brother or sister. No, I'm going to show them, let them know how I'm not unhappy. I don't know if it's for attention or, or whatever the case may be. But it's just the signs of the times, man. I mean, when Trump was in office, it was those four years was yeah, detrimental. It set us back. Man, bro. it set us back. And I think from that, I think me personally, from that, it, it it's a different America, it's a different world. Definitely America. Mm-hmm. Yep. You see it. Yeah, it's clear. It's clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, we talked about just being kind to the person next to you. There's people in this world, we we walk past each other and disregard each other. We don't know what the hell people got going on. Like Jules says, he speaks to people. I do the same thing. Yeah. And you'd be lucky if you get somebody to respond back to you, let alone look at you in your eyes. I hold doors for people. You'd be surprised at the amount of people mm-hmm. that just accept expect that and don't even say thanks. But I'm still going to keep doing it because that's just me. That's the way I was brought up. And that's just who I right. am. But when I think about this social media thing, the thing that I chose to do is by stepping away from Facebook. Hey, that may not work for everybody. Some people may say, no, prayers, Jules, I still want to be on there. So some things that I have for you guys, because we talk about solutions here in this season. If you come across people that have viewpoints that are different for yours and you want to say something or you want to challenge them, be assertive. But when you start towing the line and being aggressive where you guys get to the point where you're arguing and you're threatening somebody, that's not a conversation mm-hmm. that you want to be a part of. That's that's not productive. Don't be on social media arguing with people, especially because the fact that most of these people, you don't even know who they are. This, the second thing, Jules, unfriend or unfollow the person. It's very simple. These people don't have a, a physical or emotional connection to you. So if the person's not bringing any value, unfollow them. It's not that big of a deal. Very, very, very direct, very cut dry. And then lastly, sometimes it's good to do a change of scenery. So I'm not saying get off of social media altogether, but if you're noticing on one particular social media platform that is bringing you down, that a lot of the content that you're looking at is not good for your mental health, then jump on something else because there's so many different social media channels out there. So do what makes sense for you. If you want to be social with folks out there, great, but don't do it to your own detriment. I think the biggest thing I can take away from from all of this, there's a lot of miscommunication because, like we said before in this episode, you're reading things, but do you understand what you're reading? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or are you misconstruing things? So it's like we need to bring what, what we need to bring. What social media has done have took that uh, they took the uh, the engagement that face to face interaction. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So and then most of the time. People are on social media instead of having this this dialogue, this you know, this one on one or in a group or whatever, seeing a person and talking to this person. It's different than on social media because you can look at a person and know their heart, know their story, know if they're right or wrong, or if they're telling the truth or not, or, or whatever the case may be. If there's beef or whatever, there's some problems or, or issues. You know, say don't immediately go to we're, we're popping off to see prayers. I don't understand that. I'm not. I didn't grow up that way. No way. I didn't grow up that way. We didn't grow up that way. Mm-mm. It was like, if there's a problem, you go to the person and you right. talk about it. That's Don't right. automatically go to, you know what I'm saying, going to a, a B-board is Biggie and Pot. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> it got to that where people cannot control their emotions. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot out there. And just, dude, and, and the reason why, only thing I can think of, 
is because people are, some people are undisciplined. Some people are undisciplined. You know what I'm saying? You have to have discipline. You know what I'm saying? When you just popping off off of every emotion, you're undisciplined. You don't know how to be a personable or to go in and, and talk to a person that hash things out adult-like. Mm. You know, those those things you 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 taught that. You taught yeah. if that's if that's your first thing, go out there and just jap off, then dude, it's a bigger issue within yourself. And, but it, now all this stuff that's going on, you magnify it with this social media. And this, and this is and this is what you're seeing. Boy, Jules, you you said a mouthful right there, brother. And everything you said were absolutely facts. Because at the end of the day, some people gotta look at themselves in the mirror. Do you have the emotional intelligence? that's necessary to be an adult in this world because sometimes some people, they lack that. And that's why you see those are the first people to go to social media and they try to throw things out there or they tell their whole life story on, on a social media app. You don't have like people in your real life that you can bounce things off of because when the world starts to close in on me a little bit, I know I can pick up a phone and hit up Jules. I got another mm-hmm. partner that I know that I can hit up. I got people in my circle that's family that's got my back. So guess what? People on the outside world, you'll never know when anything in my universe has fallen off. Because guess what? It's not for you to know. Because no offense, but you're not the people that are going to fix the things that are going on. And I don't expect you to. And I think there's a lot of people in this world that needs to have that type of attitude. These people that you're sitting here sharing all this information about yourself and trying to tear other people down on social media, they're judging you behind your back. You just don't know it. You So you getting the likes. But they're looking at you, they're like, this person's toxic. This person's a fucking uh-huh. shit show, right? But they're going to encourage it because they're there for the tea, as people say. They want mm-hmm. the gossip. Right. But at the end of the day, they don't give a fuck about you. They ain't your friends. And that's what people got to realize. Remember the people that are actually in your corner and in this life? Those are the people whose opinions influence me and whose opinions matter to me. Anybody else? It is what it is. Jules. Going to hit him with that curtain call, bruh. Prez, this curtain call goes out to Color of Change. Color of Change is a progressive nonprofit civil rights organization that was formed in 2005 in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina in order to use online resources to strengthen the political voice of African Americans. They have been instrumental in putting pressure on the Democrat-controlled White House and Congress to force tech companies to take more aggressive steps to moderate their sites for bigotry, misinformation, voter suppression, and discrimination on their platform. Color of Change, President I pulling back the Curtain Podcast family. I'd like to thank you and appreciate all your hard work. Jules, thanks for that curtain call. As always, you can find this podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Deezer, or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate your continued support of the show. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening. 